Let's talk Giants Chiefs Monday Night Football, plus some thoughts about the upcoming NFL trade deadline and what the Giants may or may not do. Coming up next on the Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Lockdown Giants podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trena. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of the day. And this episode is brought to you in part by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's is the place to be when you want to refuel, reconnect, and refresh on a great tasting menu that satisfies just about any taste or budget. So check them out. McDonald's, I'm loving it. And on today's show, we're going to wrap up the week with a look at the New York Giants versus the Kansas City Chiefs who play on Monday night. So I've got some keys to the game. I'm also going to talk a little bit about the trade deadline, which is coming up on November 2nd. I'll talk about that a little later on in the show and what the Giants options are and what I think they're going to do. Now, disclaimer on this, I'm recording this on a Thursday night, so if the Giants do anything on Friday, then obviously that segment is probably going to be thrown out the window, but I'm just putting that out there, and I'll remind you when we get a little closer. And then just to look ahead real quick, I'm not going to have um, a bonus interview for you Saturday like I've been doing, uh, mainly because I ran my interview of the week um, with Eli Penny, which I had promised you that ran yesterday, so there'll be no episode Saturday or Sunday. But on Monday, we will be back with a new episode before the game. And my special guest will be former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio, who is now one of the hosts of the Believe uh, Podcast Network. So he's coming on and we're going to talk Giants, Chiefs and get the lowdown on some of these uh, mysteries regarding the Kansas City Chiefs and why they're off to a three and four start. So hopefully he'll have some answers for us. That will be on Monday's show. All right, Giant fans. So let's dive into the topics of today. And um, I want to spend these first couple of segments talking about keys to the game for the Giants on offense and on defense. And I'm going to start with the Giants defense, which last week against the Carolina Panthers, as everybody knows, the Giants defense had probably one of its most complete games, one of their most solid games in um, in quite some time this season. I think the only other time they had a decent game, you could make the argument that they had a decent game against um, Washington, except for a mistake, obviously, uh, dropped interception. But last week was a pretty solid game. Now, hopefully the Giants will be able to use that to springboard into a solid performance against the Kansas City Chiefs. But let's take a look at some of the elements and some of the keys defensively for the New York Giants. And first one I'm going to identify is um, getting pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Now, let me give you a few stats here. Patrick Mahomes has completed 35.6% of his pass attempts for three touchdowns and three interceptions when under pressure. That, according to NFL next-gen stats. So getting pressure on Mahomes is key. Now, when you watch Mahomes on film and you look at the type of season he's had, one of the things that stands out about the way Patrick Mahomes has played is he doesn't look comfortable back there. 
it looks like he's pressing. And I know I put that question yesterday to Chris Clark, one of the co-hosts of Locked on Chiefs, and he agreed with me on it. I put that question to Joshua Briscoe over on Giants Country. Um, Joshua is the publisher of, of Arrowhead Report, which is the the sister side, if you will, to Giants Country. And he thought that um, that Mahomes looked uncomfortable. Basically, the problem with Mahomes, if you watch the film, is he's not taking enough of the stuff that's there. He's trying to make the big play. He's trying to go for the home run ball. And as a result, he's running into problems with turnovers, with, with missing out on plays and missing out on yardage that is there to be had. So if the Giants can get up, can get after him um, and basically make the Chiefs nickel and dime them down the field, the Giants might have a chance of pulling this off. Now, a few other things on defense I want to mention. The Giants need to be aware, obviously, that Mahomes can hurt them with his legs. So that means the edge rushers, they can't be getting sealed off by the Chiefs um, blockers and tight ends. They can't be playing, you know, guessing inside and being fooled. They've got to hold the edges. They've got to contain and keep Mahomes from getting outside the pocket and up the field. And that's not an easy task by any stretch of the imagination. Now, compounding matters maybe for the Giants is the fact that Lorenzo Carter is dealing with an ankle injury. And as I record this, I have no idea if Carter's going to be able to play. And if he is able to play, how much will he be able to play? That's going to be a big factor. But um, certainly that's something to keep an eye on, making sure that Mahomes doesn't have escape routes outside of the pocket that he can exploit. If he's going to, if he's going to try to escape, let him go up the middle where uh, Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence and um, Tay Crowder and Reggie Ragland are all going to probably be sitting there waiting for him if he tries to go up the middle. So that's going to be a big key. Um, turnovers. Now, this is another thing. The Giants last week created another turnover of a Sam Darnold pass James Bradbury with the interception. Mahomes, as I have mentioned, has been kind of pressing when he's been out there playing. And um, it's interesting. He's had one turnover in six straight games and two or more turnovers in his last three games. And again, that's just with disguises. That's with the pressure. That's with forcing him to throw before he's ready, uh, strip sacking him, whatever the case may be. So the Giants, who have actually been pretty good with turnovers this year, forcing turnovers, if they can get Mahomes to turn it over a couple times, they'll give themselves a good chance of, uh, you know, A, stuffing out a drive, obviously, and B, um, getting the ball back in decent field position for the offense to to operate. Um, To that end, I'd like to see a, a relentless pass rush. Now, last week, again, the Giants had a nice pass rush going. Um, I think they had something like nine quarterback hits and I want to say five sacks against Carolina. So if they can replicate that and get the pass rush home with four or five guys tops, the last thing you want to do is you want to blitz Mahomes because with the weapons he has and with his ability to get the ball out of his hands quickly, you don't want to blitz this guy. He will burn you with the blitz. So if the Giants can get the get home with the pass rush for at the most five guys. Um, And then here's the other important thing. Patrick Graham, I suspect is probably going to have the defensive backs playing off the receivers. 
so that nothing gets behind them. I'd like to see them maybe compromise a little bit and play a little closer to the receivers and get physical with these guys. Because if you bump these receivers that the uh, Chiefs have, you can knock them off their routes. You can disrupt them. You can break up the timing. And I just don't think the Giants have done enough of that this year with defending uh, in the passing game. I'd like to see them maybe deploy that approach. Um, I get it. You don't want to get burnt deep, but, you know, if you get burnt deep, it, it happens. You just, you know, brush it off and you come back. But you can't play scared. You can't coach scared. You can't say, okay, we're going to leave everything in front of us and then trust the middle of the field, the linebackers who have struggled covering the middle of the field to get the job done. So um, I would play those defensive backs in a little closer, especially since I don't think the Chiefs take very many deep shots down the field. I think most of their passes are intermediate range and they actually turn into deep passes. So uh, that's how I would like to see Patrick Graham um, pursue the game plan. All right, Giant fans, just a reminder that this episode is brought to you in part by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can reconnect, recharge, and refuel on a menu satisfying just about any taste or craving. So head to your local McDonald's today the next time you're feeling a bit peckish. McDonald's, I'm loving it. All right, Giant fans, you've got a Locked on Giants podcast with Patricia Trainer here on this Friday, October 29th before Halloween. And hopefully uh, the Giants Monday night game against Kansas City Chiefs isn't too spooky, isn't too scary. Hopefully it's a competitive game. You know, it's interesting. The Chiefs three and four, they're in third place in the AFC West. The Giants two and five, last place in the NFC East. And you know, this could be a really big game. If the Giants can somehow upset the Kansas City Chiefs on their home turf, then to come home against the Raiders the following weekend on a short week um, and, and maybe hopefully win that game, Giants could be in pretty good shape going into their bye. So listen, anything can happen. You know, I, I know a lot of people aren't picking the Giants to win. I probably will not pick the Giants to win in this game when I do my my uh, breakdown for Giants country. But um, that's why you line up and you play the game. So, all right, let's talk about what the Giants need to do on offense if they're to give themselves a fair chance of beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, as everybody knows, the Kansas City Chiefs defense is run by old friend Steve Spagnolo. And um, given what Spags has done for the Giants organization, you know, you almost hate to say this and wish that, you know, that defense struggles because that means that's going to reflect on him. But hey, all spare and love war and football. So um, here's a couple of things that I would like to see happen for the Giants to maybe have a chance of being successful against the Chiefs. Number one, I'd like to see them try and catch the Chiefs defenders out of place. Now, this has actually been a problem for the Chiefs defense. Some of their defensive backs, some of their linebackers have just been caught out of place, which is very unusual. So I, I don't know if it's because they're being fooled. I don't know if it's because the defense has gotten too complex. I don't know the answer to it, but it's been a problem. And uh, if you can catch these guys out of place, now you have increased your opportunities for a big player to down the field. So um, obviously something Daniel Jones is going to have to take a look at. 
make sharp post-snap reads and see if these receivers, whoever he has available. And right now, as I record this, we don't know if he's going to have Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, or Kadarius Tony available. My guess is those three won't play. But again, it's I'm, I'm saying that as of a Thursday night when we've only seen one giant injury report. But um, whoever he does have out there, and I would say get the tight ends involved. You know, they got them involved last week with some, you know, some success. Do it again. I mean, get those guys involved and see if you can't catch some of these defenders out of place and to where they can make plays. So that would be first thing. The other thing, the Chiefs have a pretty good pass rush, right? So the Giants are going to be fielding probably the same offensive line combination that they had last week with Matt Parrott at left tackle, who, by the way, pitched a shutout last week. No sacks, pressures, anything. He pitched a pass-blocking shutout. So you'd have Matt Parrott at left tackle, Matt Skira at left guard, Billy Price at center, uh, Will Hernandez at right guard, and Nate Solder at right tackle. So there's a chance for some continuity in there. But still, if I'm the Giants, continue to have Daniel Jones rolling out and changing the the, uh, the launch point, if you will, for the defense. When you make him a sitting duck, you make it easy for the defense to key in on him and maybe expose a weakness that they identify on the offensive line. And I just think that if the Giants can keep him moving around, you know, th- throw in a few more boots, um, some RPOs, uh, play action, all that stuff, that's going to keep that Chiefs defense honest and it's going to give the Giants an opportunity to move the chains. Another thing I'd like to see the Giants accomplish, get off to a fast start. Now, last week, the Tennessee Titans did just that. They went up 27-0 on the Chiefs by halftime. I don't think the Giants will get off to that kind of a start. What I would like to see them, though, do is opening drive, score a touchdown. Please, no no field goals. They are not going to cut it against this team. Um, The Chiefs, the last thing you want to do is get into a scoring shootout with them because, obviously, Patrick Mahomes and that offense, they can keep up with the best of them. All right. Maybe their defense can't keep up, but the offense certainly can. So I think it's imperative that the less we see of kicker Graham Gano in f- scoring opportunities, other than maybe for point after, um, the better it's going to be for the Giants. So hopefully the Giants will be able to accomplish that, get off to a fast start and be successful with those scoring opportunities. Don't settle for field goals because that's just not going to cut it in this game. And then will we see some trickery again from the Giants? Well, you know, it's interesting because now that it's on tape, I'm sure the Chiefs are going to be looking for it because, you know, you can't can't necessarily run the same play week after week after week, even though it might have been successful or not successful. But who knows? Maybe the Giants have something up their sleeve that's a little different. That would be kind of cool, right? Um, So we'll see if they, they do some trickery there to keep the Chiefs off balance and and kind of swing the momentum back to them if they need it. Uh, I will say, you know, will it be that quote-unquote Philly special that they ran with uh, Dante Pettis throwing to Daniel Jones? Probably not. I don't think we will see another play like that again, but who knows, maybe a flea flicker or, you know, something, I'm going to say something involving one of the tight ends. Wouldn't that be cool to get them involved in a little bit of trickery? 
um, if they possibly can. So we'll see how that one shakes out. All right, Giant fans, more still to come on today's show. But first, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a healthy, low-carb, low-sugar, and high-protein treat that will satisfy your sweet tooth. Choose from nine amazing flavors, plus the occasional limited-time offering available in nut and nut-free varieties. And check them out over at BuiltBar.com. They're rotating new flavors seemingly every several days. So there's sure to be a flavor that you're going to find that you will love. And when you use our promo code LOCK15, you will save 15% off your first order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. All right, Giant fans, you've got Patricia Trader here on a Lock on Giants podcast. It is Friday. Halloween is coming up. Yay. Spooky, right? So uh, I don't I don't know if you could see it or not. I actually have a Halloween shirt on um, that I, I'm wearing it a little earlier. I don't know if you could see it, but yep, I have my spooky, spooky Halloween shirt on in honor of Halloween. Um, so let's talk now about the Giants and the trade deadline. And again, before I get into it, this is being recorded as a Thursday night and nothing has happened with the Giants and the trade deadline as a Thursday night. It's possible something will happen today. Um, I don't think so, but we'll talk about it. All right. So a lot of you wondered what would the Giants do? Would they trade somebody? And if so, who? Well, the most obvious trade uh pieces, if you will, to me, would have been Jabril Peppers, who is now on IR, Evan Ingram, who is dealing with a calf ailment, and who I just, I'm not so sure they move him, um, given the, the, especially given the injuries to the receivers, if they don't have Galladay and Kadarius Tony back this week. Um, Darius Slayton was mentioned, I know, by some people as a possible trade target, I don't see that happening either because again, of the injuries to the receivers and uh, another guy whose name came up and I don't think this makes sense to move him is Will Hernandez who has played every snap at right guard for the giants. You know, you, at some point you want to make that, that stabilize that offensive line. And, you know, they have a chance now for, for that offensive line to be stable until Andrew Thomas gets back. So Kind of a tricky situation here. I, I just, unless there's somebody I'm not thinking of, I don't know that the Giants will move somebody before the trade deadline. I think kind of the way the circumstances have fallen due to the injuries and just due to how everything is kind of shaken out, I don't know that they'll move anybody. I I would like to think that at some point they can. And here's the other reason why I don't think they'll move anybody, at least not today and probably not until at the earliest next week, depending on what happens. Um, If the Giants were going to move somebody, I would have thought they would have done it by now because remember, they've gone through the whole week of practice. And if I remember correctly, the last couple of times when they moved somebody via the trade deadline, they have done it early in the week before the coaching staff got into the week worth of practice. So um, for example, I think last year they, they made a trade, I want to say like a Tuesday I think it was on a Tuesday and that was, you know, while the coaches were just getting ready to game plan. So I would find it hard to believe that something's going to happen today. Again, you don't know anything can happen, but um, I don't think it's going to happen today. Now, will it happen by November 2nd? It's possible, 
But here's the thing. If the Giants somehow upset the Chiefs, if I'm Joe Judge, I might be reluctant to agree to see any of my guys moved. If the Giants lose, then maybe, you know, you can make the case of, okay, let's see what we can get for some of these guys who aren't in the plans moving forward. Maybe get some salary cap relief in the process, because that's a whole nother topic for another show. But I think if the Giants win Monday night, and, and that's a big if, I understand that, um, I don't see them really being active in, in the trade market. I, you know, do I think they should be? Should they be? Absolutely. Do I think they will? If they win, I, I'd be surprised. But, you know, I've been wrong before. I might be wrong this time. We'll see. Um, you know, and uh, for all we know, I mean, Dave Gettleman might have done all his trading in, at the start of the season when he traded B.J. Hill and when he traded for Ben Bredesen and, and Billy Price. So maybe that's it. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. You know, it could also be a matter of, you know, is Dave going to be around next year? Is he going to, you know, call it quits or whatnot? I mean, who knows? So anyway, it should be an interesting few days and um, it should be an interesting Monday night game. All right, Giant fans, that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Giants podcast. Don't forget on Monday, my special guest will be former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valario. We're going to talk NYG and KC, Monday Night Football, MNF, uh, OMG, right? Okay, yeah, that was a bad joke. Sorry about that. Um, and then uh, after the game Monday, I'll have a quick reaction for you. I'll have my usual coverage on Giants Country, and then we'll try and have a full show for you as quickly as possible on Tuesday, just, you know, a lot of stuff to get done for me on Tuesday, day after a Monday night football game, but be patient with me. I'll have everything out and up for you guys to uh, take a look at, take a listen to, whether you're looking at on YouTube or on podcast platforms or on Giants Country, hope you'll check everything out. So, all right, folks, until then, have a fantastic weekend and I'll talk to you on Monday.